thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, 56% of parents of teens with sleep troubles believe the use of electronics is hurting their kids' ability to get to sleep and to stay asleep. The C.S. Mott Children's Hospital National Poll, conducted by the Children's Health Department of the University of Michigan, took responses from a nationally representative household survey of over 1,000 parents with at least one child 13 to 18 years old. 43% of the parents reported that their teen struggles to fall asleep or wakes up and can't get back to sleep. Not being able to stay off electronics, including social media and mobile phones, was the top reason parents cited for sleep disturbance. Other reasons included homework, worries about school, and concerns about their social life in that order. The parents polled reported using a number of strategies to help their teens with sleep problems, including limiting caffeine in the evening, 54%, turning off electronics and phones at bedtime, 53%, having a snack before bed, 44%, and natural or herbal remedies such as melatonin, 36%, whilst over a quarter of the parents say their teen has tried some type of medication to address their sleep problems. Poll co-director Sarah Clark stated that parents whose teens continue to have frequent sleep problems despite following recommendations for healthy sleep hygiene, may want to talk with a healthcare provider, particularly when considering which type of medication to try. Inadequate or disrupted sleep can have long-lasting health effects that go beyond moodiness or irritability for teens. Sleep-deprived teens may have difficulty concentrating in school, and those who drive a car are at increased risk of auto accidents. Inadequate sleep has also been linked with health problems ranging from obesity to depression. The link is in the show notes. Now, it's concerning to see such high rates of sleep disturbances, and it's likely only going to get worse, particularly as these teens age. You know, we really haven't seen a generation come through yet who have this degree of screen usage and have it from such a young age and over such a long period of time. You know, there are lots of other ramifications of this device usage as well. As a chiropractor, I see it all the time in terms of the impacts of posture and then how that impacts on the spine and on the nervous system and then the overall health as well. So it's really important that we're being mindful of this screen usage. You know, it is really high, uh, this rate of sleep disturbances. It's a bit concerning to see that you know, only about half of the parents have tried to decrease the screen usage. Ideally, we'd like to see that high. And it's also concerning to see that a quarter of these kids are being medicated for their sleep disturbances. You know, I'm sure that there is a time and a place for that medication, but that seems like a pretty high number to me of teens taking medications to help themselves get to sleep. It is great to see such a high percentage of the parents utilizing natural and lifestyle interventions to help their teens get to sleep. It'd be great if that was even higher, but it is good to see. One of the things that wasn't mentioned in the study was benefits of using blue blocking apps and blue blocking glasses. So things that parents can do to help mitigate the impact of that screen time. Obviously, you know, getting your teens to use them and wear them might be another story, but I do think it would be beneficial to at least try that to help mitigate the effects of that screen time. Also looking at getting, making sure these teens are getting adequate darkness at night, adequate sunlight in the morning, and managing their stress levels and using some stress management techniques might also help to reset their cortisol cycles. I feel like greater education on the topic of cortisol stress cycles and you know, the impact of screen time and lack of sleep might be required for both the teens and the parents in these instances. One thing the study didn't show was the patterns of device usage and the sleep patterns for the parents. I think it would have been really interesting to see what the parents were doing and what they were role modeling in their household because 
As a parent, you really need to lead by example. Your kids are going to listen much more to what you do than to what you say. And my suspicion is that in many of these cases, the parents might be role modeling a similar problem and passing that on to their kids and certainly implicitly condoning that to their kids. Ultimately, I think it's going to be up to the parents to set boundaries for their teens' device usage to really combat this problem. You know, whilst I know that can be really hard with teens, I think compromises just need to be found for the sake of these teens' health, both now and even more importantly as they get older. I know it's hard to mitigate screen time for your teens. They're becoming more and more independent and social media and devices are becoming such a big part of their lives. Nevertheless, it's important efforts are made to educate both teens and parents early on and it's really important for parents to set these boundaries for screen time. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thisweekinwellness and for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.